I feel pretty good. Yeah. Well, I you, just took a pre-show pee. You did. I mean, that's I didn't follow it's not, you. That's what you told me. I you know. And I washed my hands. Yeah, that's good. Uh, <laughs> a pre-show pee. It's about time. It almost sounds like a medication. What would that be good for, a pre-show pee? <laughs> a pre-show pee? <laughs> a pre-show pee. You, or, no, it sounds like something that needs a medication. Do you oh. have pre-show pee? Are you suffering from pre-show pee? Are you pee? suffering from pre-show pee? There are some side effects that you should Talk be concerned about. Talk to your about. doctor. <laughs> Ask your doctor about, about it. block a pee. Oh, that's block a pee. Block a pee will stop the pre-show pee. <laughs> then you become backed up. That's not good. Well, then you see your doctor about pee flow. <laughs> All right, this is really. Do you suffer from pee drain? <laughs> Drippy pee. <That's> right. <laughs> dribble. Talk to your daddy about. Talk to your dad. Your doctor. Your daddy. I don't know who the hell you're who, talking to. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Talk to your daddy about pee diddy. <laughs> pee diddy. Do you have pee diddy? Yes, he did. Are you suffering from pee diddy? Take a pre-show pee. <laughs> Boy, we're starting off on a roll today. Uh, yeah, we are. Yeah. Are you ready? No. I didn't think so, but it's time. Mike and John got it going on. Tuesday edition, our local news brought to you by Cooper and Binkley Jewelers in downtown Brighton. All right, here's what's going on. Authorities are investigating the shooting deaths of two teens in White Lake Township over the weekend. A pair of suspects are under arrest in connection with the deaths of a 16-year-old male and a 19-year-old male. Their bodies were discovered by responding officers about 9 o'clock Saturday morning after they were dispatched to the Cedarbrook Estates mobile home community near Highland and Bogey Lake Roads on the report of an unresponsive person near a pond. The victims, identified by police, as Highland Township residents were found lying near the pond with gunshot wounds. The Detroit News reports the victims were 19-year-old Cameron Duckworth and 16-year-old Drake Mancuso. Both friends, they attended Milford High School. According to a GoFundMe page set up to help with Duckworth's funeral expenses, Cameron went to hang out with one of his friends as a normal teenager. He and his friend were targeted by fellow peers and then murdered. Cameron was an innocent victim who was just going to hang out on a normal Friday night. End quote. Both suspects are lodged in the Oakland County Jail. Authorities say further information on them is pending the issuance of charges. After less than two and a half years on the job, a local library director is stepping down in an annual, uh, I should say, in an announcement posted to social media Monday. The Heartland Cromaine District Library says Director Mallory DeVilbis has decided to step down from her role. Her last day at the library will be Friday, June 10th. DeVilbis came on board as the library's director in January of 2020. Glenn Fisher, who served as the library's technology manager the past five years, will step into the role of interim director that was unanimously approved by the library's board. In the meantime, the board has hired Bradbury Miller Associates, a consulting firm, to find a candidate specifically for their library director. And a series of events and activities are planned next month to celebrate LGBTQ plus Pride Month in Livingston County. The Pride Alliance of Livingston, a subcommittee of the Livingston Diversity Council, has set up a number of events for people to get involved. Established in 2019 to explore ways to support the LGBTQ population in the county, Pride Alliance of Livingston will kick off Pride Month locally with a rainbow reception from noon to 3, Sunday, June 5th at the Millpond Amphitheater in Brighton. The event will feature live music, a scavenger hunt, merchandise, and information about how to support members of the LGBTQ community. Then Sunday, June 19th, a Pride celebration will start at 1 p.m. on the lawn of the historic Howell Courthouse, followed by a walk through downtown Howell. Details on all the events in June are online at livingstondiversity.org. And that's what's going on. And our local news brought to you by Cooper and Binkley Jewelers, Brighton's preeminent jewelry store with a commitment to customer service, community involvement, honesty, professionalism, 
And of course, exquisite merchandise. Mark and Barb Binkley pride themselves on offering something for everybody, something special for you, your significant other, family and friends. They recognize customer satisfaction is the sole purpose of their business, offer a unique mix of exceptional quality jewelry and value in a warm and engaging environment. Beautiful store, stop by today. If you're looking for custom designs, they can take care of you or maybe something from Simon G or Zagani, Cooper and Binkley Jewelers on Main Street in downtown Brighton. See them today in store or online at cooperandbinkleyjewelers.com. Zagani. We always say Simon G. Uh, you I we got to get a little. Maybe we'll switch the billing yeah. to Zagani and Simon Zagani. G. Zagani. Z and G. Z and G. <laughs> maybe if they get together, yeah. kind of like Mike and John. That's true. They could come up with a combo. They could have a podcast in their basement. <laughs> I'm sure they're dying to do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Sure, I'm a well-known, world-known uh, jewelry designer, but, you know, who wouldn't want to get up early and sit in somebody's basement and talk into a microphone yes. while their phone records it and then put it on <laughs> social media? Post it online. And, and, okay. Sure, why not? Yeah, it doesn't say The more I say it, the less exciting it sounds. It doesn't sound as glamorous as no, it did. it really does not. Uh, you know, I know it looks glamorous. Oh, sure. <laughs> sure. You can see the glamour here, but... You know, yeah. um, sometimes like 60 Minutes has, you know, more after the story, right. after the news, maybe a, po a podcast tour. Okay. Put on our website. We yeah, you do that. Yeah, okay. All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, you can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we, I, I have bad news. Uh, well, first of all, I want to apologize for last night's trivia question that I thought I posted in the afternoon, but I didn't. And then I had some technical difficulties later in the evening when I posted the question again. So... <sighs> No right answer at this point. The question? The question was, according to a recent uh, survey, 50%, almost 50% of guys are men. Say they wash Because not all guys are men and not all men are guys. That's true. Go on. 50% of men say they wash this every two months. What is it they wash? 50%, you say? Just about. Not quite. I okay. think it was like 46 points. All right. Almost 50%. Almost 50%. So I rounded up. I was giving some guys the right. benefit what of the doubt. What are we watching? What are we not watching? Well, don't give it away yet. Not yet. Yeah. No right answers. No right answers yet. There were some great answers like yeah. wash their car, their baseball cap, their socks. Ooh, baseball cap. That's like never. Yeah. I mean, that's... Yeah. Well, you've seen those hat things that, that you can put, put in your dishwasher. I tried one and I was like, this is stupid. And it <laughs> That did, was a great yeah. scam me. Yeah. Thing plus it flattens out the bill, and now that's no, that's well, that's that's the, the cool thing now. It has been for a while, but hats. I see the flat bill, I'm like, that is the no, stupidest like looking the thing I've ever seen. And you gotta, you gotta put a little curve to it, you gotta. That's just the way it is. We're old man, nothing says <laughs> I'm an old man, I gotta have a curve. I'm like, you kids with your flat bill caps, yeah, walking around with your flat bill caps, <laughs> curve <laughs> your cap, kid. <laughs> Curve your cap. That's the equivalent of get off yeah. my lawn. Or pull up your pants. That's the <laughs> That's new version good. of pull up your pants yeah. is curve your cap, kid. Curve your cap. Curve your cap. I kind of like that, curve yeah. your cap. Curve your cap. By the way, I noticed that your, uh, your uh, recreational appendage is very mm. clean today. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> As I came in. The, <laughs> your recreational appendage. Yes. That would be the swimming pool. Right. We talked about that yesterday. Yeah. So those are just, you know, it was, it was an interesting Jordan. phrase. And now I think, and, and I Jordan, think it's catching on. Jordan Genso, who, by the way, is the sponsor of our community spotlight, he pointed out, you know, because he's a realtor with uh, Remax Platinum, said, you know, maybe from now on, he will refer to a pool as a recreational appendage. Well, you need you need new terms for stuff. Right. Sometimes you just say a pool. People think, oh, a pool. That could be a blow-up. If you go, well, this home if has a... If you had a blow-up <laughs> recreational appendage, yeah. now that might not be something well, a realtor would put out. No, I do. <laughs> An inflatable no. recreational... No, I don't think you want to no. say that. No, 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 no we no. don't want that. No, no. A permanent <laughs> recreational appendage. Yes. Yes. Otherwise known as a swimming pool. <laughs> well, yeah. Or perhaps a hot tub. That's kind that of a recreational be, yeah, yeah. appendage. Absolutely. Appendage-like. Yes. I suppose. Well, it's a smaller version. Right. Smaller and of hotter. A recreation. It's a smaller and hotter version. <laughs> it's small. It's oh, hot. Yes. It's a recreational it's appendage. It's small and it's hot. Jordan's Way right. to bill it. Hey, ladies, it's small and it's hot. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> it's a little pool. All right? It's a it's a kiddie pool. <laughs> it's also, well, you know. A soup Are we going to talk to A another? soup of germs. But anyway, I yeah. digress. Yeah, let's get out of third grade. All right. It's teacher. about time. Yes, Jordan Jensel with the Jensel team at Remax Platinum, a sponsor of our community spotlight. He's a community-focused real estate agent. And once again, spending the month of May doing what he's dubbed Main Street May. Each day he's using his Facebook page to highlight a different business on Main Street in Brighton, encouraging everyone to take a moment to 
support the businesses that build our community. You can interact with his post and have a chance to win a $10 gift card to that business. Just a few more days left here in May. Where did Jordan go recently? Well, he uh, yesterday we talked about how he went to three different places. Right. And uh, he stopped by Jameson's Irish Pub on Friday. And he hasn't come back yet. <laughs> no, no, he, he got <laughs> okay, out of there because he, he, of he grabbed an incredible cheese and meat platter from Culture Beer and Cheese Saturday, which he took over to Brewery Becker's outdoor patio. Boy, he's really stuffing you know, in the uh, mentions Jordan here. Jordan might have to hit a gym. <laughs> and then, well, nope. You know what? He figured that out because then Sunday he bought himself a new pair of shoes at the running lab in Brighton. All right. So he's going but then he followed that by a crepe for lunch once again at Culture Gym. <laughs> so two steps forward, All one right. step back. Jordan, if you need some training, I can help you out after this. I mean, it's it's a cool thing. Yeah. But, you know, stopping at all these eateries and breweries and wineries and right. stuff, you might uh, put on a pound or two. All right. So who are we calling today? I don't know. <laughs> If you don't well, know, I'm calling don't. Jeff Clapper. He's, yes. a math, he's a math teacher. Okay. Uh oh. He's going to make I, us do math. I hope he doesn't ask us. No, to do we math. can't do math. Highly respected math teacher, by the way. Good morning. Hey, Jeff. It's Mike and John from Mike and John. Got it going on. Congratulations. You're today's teacher of the day. Well, thank you so much. All right. John wants you to ask him something about sine and cosine. Yeah. If you don't mind. Why don't you stump me, Jeff, with yeah. some of your math? Oh, I got plenty. Uh -oh. Right. Yeah, you realize I'm an idiot in the basement doing a podcast. <laughs> Clearly means I did not excel in math. Well, I think a lot of people that excel in math end up in all sorts of different fields. Yes, they do. Good yes, cover. They, they do. Yep. No, they do. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, what grade do you? What grade? What, what grade do you teach? So I teach high school math. Um, over the years, I've taught all sorts of subjects, but right now I'm teaching geometry and then AP Calculus 1 and 2. I'm out. <laughs> uh, I remember calc and pre-calc and ge geometry wasn't too bad. I actually liked geometry. I, I, a I, lot of people say, how, right. how can I use this in real life? And you really do put it together sometimes. Well, that's, I mean, right, you're right. That's the common perception, like algebra or calculus. Oh, we never use these in real life. But in fact, we do, and we would probably be better off if we had a more direct relationship between these things and, and, and you know, everyday life. Yeah, geometry is one of those classes where you actually really can, you know, you can bring in advanced connections and calculus, but like geometry is, you can have a lot of story problems uh, that are very applicable to stuff that they can see. Um, I actually have friends that are like, you know, building a deck or putting a play structure together, and they're like, uh, I can't figure out the trick to get these angles right. <laughs> well, there's that or even, you know, placement of furniture in a room, you know, when you're shopping for furniture, that kind of thing. It's a, You don't really tie it to your geometry, but, you know, you need to know measurements and how to get to get to the Correct. place you want to be. So, uh, so tell us a little about your typical day. Uh, well, we're on a block schedule now, so we've got uh, four days, but, or I should say we've got um, four classes per day. Um, hour and a half approximately each. So on A days, I've got uh, Calc 2 in the morning and then a couple Calc 1 classes and then an AP Study, AP study Strategies class. And then on B days, it's uh, Calc Geometry Prep. You know, and we have a flex class. Okay. Is that where people walk around flexing their muscles or what? <laughs> that's, what that's what Mike did. Oh, it's flex class. In a basement. Yeah. Check out the boxes. They have some options of where they would like to spend their time working oh. or getting help on stuff. I see these kids these days with their options. Wasn't that like home in our day? We didn't have any options. <laughs> no. And we didn't have these flex days either. Yeah, that's you know, what I'm I, I mean, as far as, uh, yeah. you know, A, B, and A day and B day. But that brings up, actually, that does bring up an interesting question, Jeff. So, you know, math is math. I mean, the numbers are the numbers, and, and that doesn't necessarily change. But how you approach it, how you teach it, I, you know, I have to imagine that that has changed through the years, uh, the, the educational approach to it. Uh, for sure. And, you know, there's, like, different fads that come in and out. Um, every teacher has their own style. But I remember growing up in math classes where, you know, you were sitting and following along with examples and then just doing work at home on your own where I definitely try to do as little um, lecturing at them as possible my general strategy is more so 
give them something to try to tackle on their own, let them work together, come up with ideas, figure things out, right. and then we kind of come back together and fine-tune some of their ideas and then give them some other strategies to attack problems. Well, all jokes aside, and while we, you know, I was... You know, he was looking out the window. Yeah, saying, right. I mean, what I, am I going to do on break? But I guess, I guess the thing is that uh, being able to have them figure it out on their own—that's really sort of the key. Because I think a lot of kids, and I was one of them, who they just sort of automatically take themselves out. Oh, I'm not good at math, so therefore I won't even try. Uh, I'm not going to have any interest in it. And and your task uh, is to find a way to engage them so that they do go. Oh, wait a minute! I can do this. You know, I am capable of doing this. This is is interesting. It's a really good point because that is like, I feel one of my biggest tasks is to instill some math confidence because like, I really don't believe that there's people that just aren't math. Like it's such an easy excuse for them to say, I'm not a math person. And it gives them an excuse to not try or do any work where Everybody can be a math person. Everybody can be an English person if they're willing to give it a shot. Um, right. That, that doesn't necessarily blind, but. right. It doesn't necessarily fly in any other classes. You know, where it seems like uh, uh, I'm not a history person. Yeah. Sorry, teach. I can't learn this. <laughs> I'm not really into. Uh, sorry, I'm not really an English person. I don't. Uh, I don't really. You know, that doesn't really fly. But somehow culturally, we've allowed that with math. Correct. Uh, you know. And- You'll, I hear it during conferences where the parent just the parent accepts it. They're like, "Well, hey, it's impressive that they're you know even getting a D right now because they're just right. not a math person." And like, well, <laughs> uh, is it that impressive? I don't know that it is. It's all math conversion. <laughs> <laughs> you know the uh, the one thing with you know as far as uh, high school uh, math when it comes to whether it be geometry or trig or calculus, I always had. I was always like a a couple weeks behind. It's like all of a sudden it would hit me after I already blew a test or wasn't doing well or struggling. It was like all of a sudden it just hit me. It's like, oh, now I got it. So how do you deal with kids like that where getting them caught up, especially when you get into sine and cosine and stuff? Because so much of it is just, again, going back to like trying to give them confidence to stick with it. Because you see that so often. Um, I have a lot of students that come in, and geometry is kind of a fun class because it's different than all of the math they've really seen so far. So people that have struggled in algebra, they have a chance to look at something a little bit different, even though we incorporate some algebra. um, They have a chance, kind of a fresh start, to enjoy some math success. And then when we're doing some of the algebra stuff, a lot of my students will say like, man, why couldn't I get this last year? Like the algebra makes sense now. And so often it's just being willing to stick with it. Well, when we mentioned like geometry for some, and I know it was for me where I, it was easier for me or I was better able to understand it. And I wonder how much of that is because it's visual. You have the visual shapes that, you know, that our mind is much better able to grasp. Whereas I think sometimes with, with algebra or calculus, it's le- there's less uh, visual stimulus, I suppose. Does that make any sense? I mean, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. And for algebra, I agree. Like calculus does have a lot of visual aspects to it. Okay. But, um, The geometry is like hit and miss. Some students love the visual aspect, and then you have the occasions where you have algebraically inclined students that have enjoyed a lot of success that struggle with the visual component and, Hmm. like, don't understand why they can't see it or, you know, get it because it's a little bit different style of math than they're used to. Well, and some of those ones when you started putting in English-type things like letters and parentheses <laughs> and brackets, <laughs> it can really mess with their minds sometimes. Yeah. But, no, it's it's got to be a struggle and a, a challenge each and every day for you to, uh, especially with the different personalities. And as John pointed out, those that say they're they're not a math person. kind of. But it is a cop-out. I mean, yeah. and we, we jokingly say it, and I've said this, we, I mean, for all the years I've been in radio, I was like, oh, I wasn't good at math, so I went into radio. Ha, ha, ha. Um, but 
on the other hand, I mean, I, I, I am able to step back and go, it was a cop out, uh, you know, that in the, and we allow people to do that. Like you pointed out, some parents leave and say, oh, like, oh, D is fine. It's like, well, it really isn't. Um, and, and as we get into a more technologically advanced society and, you know, future careers are going to be more dependent on, uh, you know, STEM related uh, you know, uh, competency, it becomes even more important to have these skills. And so we have to sort of, I guess, all jokes aside, we need to move away from that, uh, that mindset. Holistically. Yeah. Like you anymore, you can't just say like, I'm not a technology person. Well, um, (laughs) you've got to get caught up to manage your life. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, we feel, I mean, actually, I mean, sometimes we feel like, oh, technology runs our lives and it's, it's sometimes it's because a lot of people don't really understand the technology. Um, and to a large extent, having competency in things like math, uh, I think, can give us a better idea and a better grasp of these things that are so integrated into our lives. Uh, and it gives us a better sense of control, uh, a better sense of understanding of these things. But um, I, I guess it starts at your level there. Uh, you know, being able to sort of impart these concepts to kids. And um, it has to be immensely gratifying when you can get through to a student, I guess, who comes when in with it, that. It's like yeah. that, I finally yeah. got it. Like that kind uh, of thing. You know, when the light bulb goes off. Oh, the profession is uh, fraught with a lot of frustrations, but then absolutely just profound, rewarding experiences as well. Let me ask you this, Jeff, as far as, uh, you know, when, when uh, kids were out of school and you, you had to use Zoom or, or something of that type of uh, teaching for math, how tough was that? Uh, so it, it was ridiculously um, <laughs> tough. Yeah. And I, I think some teachers fared better than others. Uh, my style of teaching, like, I struggled because I just do so much group work and um interaction that like even using breakout rooms it it's just really tough for like my style um to be as effective as i would have liked well and and would you have uh you know a lot of teachers they like to to pace a little bit or walk around and and you know use uh, obviously like a chalkboard or a dry erase board that kind of thing uh, did you find it even more of a struggle just being in front of a, a camera or your phone uh, or computer to do to try and teach, especially oh, when you're looking at calculus and pre-calc yeah. and all that? That's because again, like I, we, my general, you know, style is like give them something to work on and then walk around and help groups out individually. And um, you couldn't really say I'm going to so hop in my car and be over at your place in five minutes. Exactly. <laughs> so it, it was way more. Um, showing them how to do things right. rather than letting them figure things out. Right. So, well, not my wheelhouse. Yeah, and I guess, you know, all the teachers that we've been talking to this month, whatever their discipline may be, uh, we've kind of had the same, because we've sort of asked that question of a lot of them. Uh, and it's it's interesting how, how it's become so important to see that uh, that one-on-one face-to-face instruction, how important that is, how uh, well the group work, too. yeah, I mean, when you're meaningful, in the same room, yeah, yeah the, how meaningful it is for teachers to be able to make connections with students, and that sometimes we undervalue or devalue what it is that teachers provide. Um, and uh, you know, again, what you're telling us here today is sort of re-emphasizing how important it is to have that one-on-one and that FaceTime uh, between teachers and students. It is, it's really irreplaceable in that sense so i completely agree and i feel like that's where i i excel and see the most growth is that small setting instruction and and help yeah well jeff we appreciate you taking time out today to join us not only our teacher of the day but congratulations on being the 21 22 teacher of the year jeff clapper highly respected way to bury the headline over there marino (laughs) what the hell you're the news guy you have the paper oh here we go how do you stop fights in class So, so teacher of the year congratulations by the way thank you so much and i just uh want to say like i love uh hearing you guys again and uh I appreciate that you guys have another platform. And well, tell everybody about us, Jeff. We can use all the help we can get. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Jeff, thanks so much, and uh, congratulations once again. 
Thanks a lot, guys. All right, Jeff right. Clapper, our teacher of the day, and of course, uh, Howell High School teacher of the year. Yeah. Math, a highly respected math teacher. Very good. Yeah, that was an interesting conversation. And once again, our community spotlight sponsor, Jordan Genso with the Genso team. Check out his Facebook page, Jordan Genso, community servant, community realtor. Do your part to support small businesses this Main Street May, as we just have a few more days to I wonder if Uncle Bill got any kind of nominations for teacher of the year That's or true. anything like that. So well, we'll be going back to class soon. Well, Aren't we his only students? Well, he teaches insurance. Oh, that's true. Uh, you know, Seminars, right. To, to, to right. become a realist, or a, uh, an insurance agent. Mm. So I'm sure a lot of other students have been in his classes. Probably more disciplined students. You think? Than us two screwballs. Yeah. Well... Maybe. <laughs> I think. Maybe. I'm going to go out on a limb and say yes. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a recreational appendage and say that's true. And as I mentioned with John's recreational appendage, it did look very clean. And I know that John goes to Roman I'm talking about pools. my pool. Yes, yes, thank you. To make sure his recreational appendage is clean and well-maintained. <laughs> <laughs> just doesn't sound right. Hey, that's a pretty clean recreational appendage you have there. It sure is. An RA is what we call that, a recreational appendage. <laughs> Roman's Pools has not only been a great, uh, a great uh, service to John, but myself as well. I've used right. Roman's Pools for uh, maintenance, for repair, opening, and closing of pools. So if you're thinking about getting a pool or you already have a pool and aren't happy with the service you're getting. Right. Check in with Roman's Pools. They have locations in Howell and Brighton. They're known for their fast and friendly service. I've come to rely on them. Honestly, I mean, because, you know, it's like with a mechanic. You know, sometimes you, 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 when you have a mechanic that you trust and rely on to give you, uh, you know, uh, good advice, uh, honest, answers. honest answers, you know, that's, a, that's invaluable. So uh, I, I feel like that with Roman's Pools through the years when I've had, you know, issues or, you know, uh, maintenance or whatever, I've always gotten an honest, reliable assessment from, from Roman, um, from his great staff. And once you have that, you're like, you know, that's the resource you want to go well, to. Well, the, the service that uh, when, you're, when you're like, all right, I got a problem on a I going to do? I don't want to have to have them come out. They'll get them on the phone with you, and then you take a picture of what you're talking about, and they'll they can pretty much diagnose the right. issue right then and there. Right. I mean, and so uh, you know, and I know when I first bought the home with the pool, and I'm like, I didn't know I'm pool. I, I jump in. Swim. It said I, recreational appendage. Right. And right. There was a pool in the <laughs> but yard. But I literally did bring in. They would just like take a photo of your system and bring it in, and then they explained it to me. I'm like, oh, they're like, this does this, that does that. I'm like, oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Um, I use English, and they did. Yeah. <laughs> and and in fact, to that point, uh, the, coming up next month, uh, next week, as a matter of fact, I believe, they're going to have a uh, Pool Owners 101 course. So if you're new to pools, uh, you want or you're thinking about putting in a pool, this is a great course to take. Uh, they can walk you through all those steps. It's not guesswork, and you can kind of figure it out. Uh, again, Roman's Pools. Check them out, romanspools.com. And, uh, you know, make sure that uh, your recreational appendage is clean. And well-maintained. And running smoothly. And groomed. <laughs> I have a very groomed recreation. 517-545-4545 for the Howell location, 810-588-4460. Yeah. Their location in Brighton. All right. Uncle Bill joining us for School of the Fools in uh, just a few minutes. Uh, let's uh, let's get to our answer in today's trivia question. Still people checking All in. Right. Uh, the question, for those who just joined us, I did have a couple typos, and I apologize for that early on last night. According to a recent survey, about 50% of men wash this every two months some great answers as we discussed the baseball cap the toilet cleaning the toilet every two <laughs> nah, years man, yeah. that's only for first only if i two. really have to yeah <laughs> where he doesn't <laughs> squirt that no. tidy bowl or whatever I, 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 See, I don't even know the name of this stuff i, just, um, I feel like I've, jeans yeah. was a, a great guess mm -hmm. mower blades See, now that would be a thing if guys like, yeah, i got to clean the mower blade. Hose that down? I think I was a homeowner for, or a lawnmower owner for maybe 10 years before I realized, like, you know, it probably would help to uh, clean that blade off or, or maybe sharpen, sharpen it every now and then. Or like, just oh, replace it. Oh, oh, that seems to make a difference. <laughs> Underwear, please, people. Oh, God. That was Jim's well, answer. We've met some people. Dishes? We've even worked with some people. <laughs> a phone screen so they can see what they're typing. Looking at you, Craig. Anyway, hair. <clears throat> Windows. Windows is a good guess. I mean, it's not something every two months. I don't think so. It's. Uh, let's see what else. Vehicle has been guessed quite a few times. Right. Garbage cans or dumpster. Now we had that service come out and clean my garbage cans, and, and John uh, put them out of business. His yeah. <laughs> he had such a dirty can. <laughs> you broke our equipment. We're done. Uh, but uh, but I will say, even these many months later, the cans are still 
pretty good. You do have to clean those suckers out. Nice cans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that cans and your recreational appendage, those are pretty damn clean you got over there. <laughs> got clean nice cans can. and a clean recreational appendage. What, what kind of beard? Okay, let's just move on. Well, Cleaning the beard? what about a mustache? <laughs> By the way, you know, when you think of that, cleaning the beard, have you seen, you know, some guy, some guys keep their beard nice and We'll, we'll call manicured. it manicured. Manicured. Yeah, manicured. Keep it tight. Other guys got Keep it tight. Like I'm Uncle Jesse. Um, right. Beard. Oh, right, exactly. Grizzly Adams. You know, ZZ Top. Like, when, you ever when you can like flip that? it over your shoulder, that's, you know, that's a little oh. long. Or if you have a pullover. Yeah. <laughs> so beard, great guess, not it. By the way, speaking really? of mustaches, uh, our friend Madonna yes. did give $10 to the Venmo for the show. Right there. If you if you want to scan that code right there, you can also give to Venmo. And she said, "This is ten dollars towards bring back the mustache." Now we're having to bring back the stash. Right. So we're just nine hundred ninety dollars short of me bringing back the mustache. Mm. So if you want to pledge, you can. My mom liked you with the mustache better. Well, tell your mom right there. I'll tell her. I don't think she knows how to use Venmo. <laughs> okay. Don't think anyway. she has a Venmo account. I died. Uh, Grill was another great guest. Sheets, sheets is mm. the closest. Ooh. Closest answer. Okay. Our closest to guess to our answer. And our answer? Then, well, do we want to tell yet? Oh, I thought we did. Oh, we're not going to? We can. Okay. It's up to you. The answer you are you don't have to look, you're the trivia master. I uh, yes. you decide. Trivia master. You decide. Don't just, you know, let me don't, bully you. No. I don't want to be a trivia bully. You've already bullied me about a few things that I haven't mentioned yet. Um wait a minute. How did I bully you if you haven't mentioned them yet? <laughs> Are you saying I'm a no. pre-bully? Yeah. <laughs> you pre-bullied me. All right. <laughs> Get ready for the big bully. Okay. Um, yeah, I think we should give the answer. Okay. And it is? The answer is their pillowcase. Mm. Their pillowcase. Yeah, that you don't sweat, drool. Yeah, you air don't think gel. about it. And probably, you know, it's it's not one of those things. That, yeah. It's kind of when you do the sheets. I guess it's all in one. Well, it's, even guys aren't really. generally. Yeah, when you do the sheet, you throw the pillowcases yeah. in too. But there was one time not that long ago. I flipped over my pillow, and I saw the. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. What happened there? And I'm like, hey, how'd I, that happen? What is coming out of my head while I'm sleeping here? <laughs> I blame it on the dog. It's dog right. drool. You're right. And you know what? It could have been. It could have. You know, uh, got a little dog. Oh my god. Dog oil. Don't even get me started uh, about the uh, dog. And the sounds it makes. <laughs> You're like, what are you doing? Yeah. I don't want to know. It was the dog. Yeah. The dog did it. So pillowcases. Pillowcases. All right. Yeah, you don't it's not something you think about, but yeah. Fifty percent of guys say <laughs> no, they wash that about every I really two don't months. want to think about it now. No. Now, now <laughs> sniff your pillowcase today. Oh no. And let us know how that goes for okay. you. You say, oh, I need to clean this thing. Yeah. It's probably and then you look at the pillow because it soaks through. Now we're just getting soaks? Through? Well, if you got, What's if you happening sweat? on your pillow? Well, if you sweat, oh, okay. you know, or oil. Oh, to the pillow itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. From, I from the pillow I thought you meant to the like down to the mattress. I'm like, <laughs> if it's soaking through <laughs> your pillow, you might want to see a doctor. <laughs> it's it's kind of like uh, from Coming to yeah. America, the, the, <laughs> right. the, the hair gel. Yeah, oh, was, yeah. Or, uh, what was it, Glow, Sunny Glow, or something like that? I forget what it was called. So, yeah, so pillowcases. Pillowcases. Yeah. The pillowcase. But you're right, pillows, sometimes pillows. See, but I... Uh, I have a favorite pillow. I have two pillows. My fluffy pillow and my flat pillow. The fat pillow you? The flat pillow. Well, the fat pillow is a fluffy one. Fine. The flat pillow I like is to fold. Underneath? I like to fold it. Oh, it's a folded flat. And I put it on top of the fluffy pillow. I see. It gives and then I put my head on the folded <laughs> flat pillow that's on top of the fluffy pillow. Nobody cares. I and I have to have pillows. these okay. if I don't have the fluffy pillow or the flat then pillow. Then he's Now, when we go, when we go travel, Do you I, take your I have to bring my flat pillow. I don't bring the fluffy oh, one because hotels those. give you fluffy ones. That's fine. But I need my flat. Well, pillow. who knows whose head's been on? And I have to tell you, I go into the story. If you see where they have the pillows, like Meyer or wherever, yeah. they don't have a flat pillow. Oh, you they don't, don't advertise a flat pillow. No, they don't. They're all fluffy, and I'm like, I want a flat one. Now I have to mind you. Have to tell <laughs> my flat pillow has been flattened by years of me using it. <laughs> so it wasn't originally so, a flat pillow. It's I have to say it's just been made flat. It's, it's customized. It's kind of gross. You know they should have customized pillows. Yeah. Just saying. I, they, I, they probably do. We're just too cheap. I want a flat pillow. Well, if you're having a bad day. <laughs> Like, like this whole conversation. <laughs> According to a new study, if you're a uh, new, yeah, new study out of the Netherlands, mm -hmm. and I mean the Netherlands, well, not, not just not just the, the not the Netherlands, the Netherlands, the Netherlands, the Netherlands Institute of oh. Neuroscience, the Institute, yes, hmm, Dr. Van Nordstrom the, from the Institute. That means they have a building yes. or a basement, right? 
Yes. Welcome to the Institute. It's the Mike and John, Mike and John Institute. Institute. Yes. Right, Podcasting. Right. Yes. One hug can make all the difference in reducing stress levels. However, notice how I did that pause there. That means, but it's, it, it works more so for women right. than men. When it comes to having a bad day, your significant other guys could use a good hug. Reduces the cortisol, uh, cortisol levels, hmm. reducing stress. They feel better. Guys, on the other hand, just leave me alone. I'm having a bad day. Didn't work so much for men. No. So no hugs for you. No hugs. All right. You know what? Uh, you will get a hug. <laughs> Do tell. Do you know? <laughs> From your garage door company? Yeah, you will. They strive to treat each customer like family, and of course, I'm talking about firehouse doors. Sometimes a knuckle bump is just as good as a hug. You know what? They probably won't hug you, because that's weird. But, I mean, I guess if you ask hey, for a hug, I, I suppose. You it know. could be. Yeah, you could. Get permission and sign the waiver. <laughs> <laughs> but truly, they do treat each customer like family. They've been serving Livingston County residents for over 24 years. Veteran-owned, Mike Witt, a proud U.S. Air Force veteran. They're your one-stop shop for residential, commercial, and rolling steel overhead door needs. And for the past 21 years, 21 years, they have been Livingston County's only authorized distributor for CHI overhead doors. And in fact, just yesterday, I saw an article about CHI overhead doors. And what did it say, John? Well, it talked about how they... It's uh, not chai overhead doors. No, but they provided shy. their workers right. with health care options, uh, how they could best... They gave them options about how they wanted to organize their health care. It's a very interesting article, and they said that this company was like innovative in how they did it. I'm talking about CHI overhead doors, and Firehouse Doors is your only distributor in Livingston County for CHI overhead doors. So call Firehouse Doors today, 810 599 7480. And when you buy a garage door and opener package, they'll upgrade our listeners. Got to say, hey, Mike and John sent me. You get a belt drive battery backup opener, no extra cost. That includes the built in MyQ camera, a $275 savings. That's good through June 15th. And tomorrow, we're going to draw a winner. Yeah, we are. 10% off all your future garage door needs. Not right. just for the. You'll time. get the garage door it's inspection. For life. And so then, you can over you can use it more yeah. than once then, right? right. Get the garage door How inspection. And then you get the TPC card, 10% card. Do you got a TPC card? I don't have a TPC card. Well, that would be like card card. You know. So a TP I, card. I want one. We'll have to talk to <laughs> Mike and Kim, see if you I, can get a TPC. Yeah, yeah. They're right. probably afraid I'm going to hug them now. Yeah, they probably, probably are. Okay. Okay. So let's just put it, it in the mail, around. okay? I don't want that. Uh, what I mean, else was I going to bring up? Got that weird sweaty flat pillow. Yeah, I noticed, uh, you know, it's... It's that time of year where a lot of people, I think, during this past weekend did some spring cleaning. And I, I see your mattresses. Have, well, the box springs. Box anyway, springs. Made it out to the... The mattress company the took away the mattress. You didn't accidentally yeah. throw away your fluffy fat flat. No, no, I kept that one. Right. It's, <laughs> just, but it, the funny thing... Well, when we changed that, I was looking at it just yesterday when we were putting on the new sheets and the new pillowcases. And I'm like, this pillow is kind of gross. Yeah. But it's so my, rather than but cleaning that pillowcase, you decided to just buy new ones, <laughs> which is well, no, no, that's no. another option. But, uh, disposable uh, pillowcases uh, made out about uh, that. Like, wrap them in paper towels, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I just should get a new pillow. You know, maybe, like, maybe we have the, to really have to stop talking. Maybe about Maybe a counseling uh, session <laughs> for that. It's time to get back to class. Check in with Uncle Bill. Yeah. See what our topic of the day is today for School of the Fools. Good morning. Good morning, Uncle Bill. Good morning. How is everyone? We're, well, we're doing good. We have a question before class. All right. In this National Teachers Month, how often do you clean or wash your pillowcase? How often do I wash or clean my pillowcase? Yeah. yeah. About the same amount of time I do the sheets. Yeah. We ah, we did note that. It ties in together. Right. The question that we were asking in our trivia was uh, it, uh, just a little under 50% of men wash this. Every two months. Every two months, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. two Which months. seems a little. Are you above no. average or below average? No, that would be, no, no. I, it's like once a week. I once a, Wow, once a yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> All right. right. All right. Let's, uh, let's get to our topic today for School of the Fools. All right. Uh, the topic for today is dirt. Ah, ah. as in dirty pillowcases. Dirty. Yes. Down no. and dirty with Uncle Bill. Yes. Yes. All right. So I was um, shoveling after dirt. I, after I teach, I'm kind of like um, 
I don't know, comatose, I guess. Yeah. You would say. Okay. You can imagine your students. Uh, and so <laughs> you spend you spend a weekend watching like a Law and Order uh, marathon or something oh. like that. <laughs> okay, you just needed and, a little mental break. And all of a sudden, it was just like something came up about dirt in mm. one of the things. I'm like, man, yeah, where does dirt come from? Like, where does the word come from? Like, right. what's up with dirt? Okay, so, that's interesting. You know what? I didn't know we were going to learn about dirt. We today, are going to learn. Why not? We, we are. There are different kinds only, of dirt. It's technically only one question about dirt, oh. and everything else is dirt related. All so. right. Okay. Dirt, All right. et cetera. Uh, yes, etc. Et yeah, etc. Cetera, et cetera. Is Joe right, Dirt is know. is Joe Dirt at all in this quiz? Yes. Ah, excellent. All right, now you got my interest. No dirt question. Okay, good. All right. all right, go on. How can we have a dirt topic? <laughs> no, Joe dirt. I, that's you're right. I should have just yeah. assumed. All right. Uh, true or false? Dirt comes from an old English word. Dirtin means to void excrement. Is that Ooh. true or false? To, to avoid excrement. To avoid. So, so like, don't step in poop. To avoid, to avoid excrement. It. Avoid it. Yes, to avoid yeah. excrement. Not avoid it, but oh, to yeah, avoid it. Not, in other words, avoid. to poop. To, to avoid excrement. To poop. Yeah. You're pooping it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say true on that. Yeah, I'm going to say true yeah. as well. He dirtened his sheets. <laughs> uh, all right, so you guys are both saying, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> it does, yeah. Sure. All right, you are correct. Thank yes, you. It does sound about right. <laughs> He's dirting the sheets. I shipped my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I dirted my dungarees. Uh, <laughs> dirted my. <laughs> okay. <laughs> where is this show going? It's where it where it always yeah. started. In the dirt. Well, now now we're on the ACDC. Okay. Excellent. Dirty deeds. So the ACDC song, Dirty Deeds. Done dirt cheap. Yes. yes. And the done dirt cheap. Yeah. Uh, was inspired <laughs> by what animated cartoon? Oh. Mm. Was it inspired by Cool McCool, Beanie and Cecil, Go Go Gophers, or the Perils of Penelope Pitstop? I don't know any of these. Well, no. you know, they're Australian, they must so be, it's yeah. got to be an Australian. First of all, these are all real cartoon shows. Okay. Yeah. And they all were on it around the same time. And one of them inspired Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Deeds. Now, were these all Australian cartoons, do you know? Or? I have no idea. Okay, because I've I never just, heard of them. It wasn't them. a deep dive. I was quite the cartoon connoisseur, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I just, you know. I mean, how deep do you want me to go? <laughs> no, this is like, deep enough. Uh, yeah. Children's animation for the 1960s <laughs> right. from Australia. That'll be next week. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next week we'll do Australian animation. Oh, awesome. All right. Strictly from the 1960s. All right, all right. so give us the cartoons. Yeah, we, one we already more time. forgot the four choices. <laughs> I know. There was a, all right, go on. There's Cool McCool. Cool McCool. Beanie and Cecil. Beanie and Cecil. Go Go Gophers go, go, go. and the Perils of Penelope Pitstop. Yeah. So which one of those Do you want to go first? inspired Dirty Deeds Dunder Cheap? I want to say Go Go Gophers, but I'm not. Okay. It seems like other oh, gophers, it, they dig in the dirt. That seems yeah. too well, on the nose. And I thought that was more 70s yeah. or 80s. But. I'm going to say Penelope, what's her face? Penelope Pitstop? Yeah. The Perils of Penelope Pitstop. Yeah, I think yeah. it's her. This with John. See, I'm going to go with Mike. No, I thought Pen Penelope Pitstop wasn't that part of Dick Dastardly and the. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I, I got to go Penelope Pitstop, oh, too. Thief. All right, you guys are going to copy each other. Yeah, apparently. No, I, I don't know. It, it... All right. <laughs> it actually comes from a cartoon show called Beanie and Cecil. Oh. Beanie and Cecil. Beanie and Cecil. On the show, there was a character called Dishonest John. Dishonest John. Mm, yeah, it sounds and right. Would, uh -huh. and, he would, mm -hmm. and he would hand out a card that would say Dirty Deeds, Done Dirt, dirt Cheap. cheap. Really? Wow. Holiday Sundays and Special Rights. Wow. Beanie yeah. and Cecil. And that inspired the song Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. Wow. So there you go. Now you know. Yeah. I, See, I, we did learn something. I looked up this week. That was the one that impressed me the yeah, most. Yeah, I'm looking at it right like, now. Wow, that's yeah, really that's, cool. Uh, so is that All a dinosaur? Right. Which one was it? It's like a dinosaur, yeah, or some sort of lizard. Hey, 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 oh, oh, hey, hey. Oh. you're cheating now. Only you're looking one at it. Less than a time. 
Live, man. Oh. Oh, Australian <laughs> animation. I'm talking about dirt right now. Yeah, fellas. get back All to right. the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> what do you expect? Hours worth of research. What do you want? I'm, me, I'm man? sorry, man. <laughs> Boy, he's wound up today. <laughs> he's in the mood. <laughs> what was a rabbit hole I went yeah, down? I guess so, one. man. Was, all right. All right. Uh, the next one deals with Joe Dirt. All right. Joe yes. Dirt. Are you guys familiar with Joe Dirt? Yeah. I vaguely Good remember passing. that movie. Right. Sure. It really won't matter for this question. Get so, okay. so Joe Dirt, Christopher Walken, is in a witness protection program. The last name he's given is Gert Forge, G-E-R-T-F-O-R-G-E. Gert Forge. In, re yeah, in reality, Gert Forge was an actor hmm. who played a Bond villain. Oh. Ooh. What movie? Was he the Bond villain from Dr. No, from Goldfinger, from Thunderball, or You Only Live Twice? You're you're so, more of a Bond expert than I am. And the and the obvious idea is that Christopher Walken played a Bond villain. That's true. Yeah. So that was yeah. that so, was the tie. Kind of a wink, wink, yeah. sort of a thing. Yeah. A little so Easter egg there. Is it Doc? You know, Goldfinger, Thunderball, yeah. or you only live twice? Yeah. Well, I want to say Goldfinger, but I'm not going. Yeah. To. I'm going to say it's you only live twice. All right. So John says you only live twice. I'm going to say Thunderball. All right. John, you should have stuck with your first oh, instinct. Goldfinger. Goldfinger, yeah. yeah. I thought Goldfinger wasn't. The, actor, uh, the actor's lines were actually dubbed. His German accent was so thick uh. that no one could understand him. But, yes, he was the... He was the villain from Goldfinger. Wouldn't it so. have been easier just to find another guy? Well, <laughs> who am I to judge on I'm a? I'm not a movie producer. On a broccoli I mean? production. I'm just a simple trivia guy. All right. That's all I am. All right. So, <laughs> all right. So you guys got the true and false question right. Yeah, yeah we did. That's the story and of our life. Been in the tank since then. <laughs> yep. So we move. <laughs> We're six feet under. Sounds like your mo, huh, John? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's pretty much my LinkedIn page. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you just described John's life. Yeah, that's it. You nailed it. <laughs> All right. This next one deals with Dirty Dancing. All right. Dirty Dancing won the Oscar for Best Song, but it did not win the Grammy for Best Song for... Uh, Grammys have Best Song for Movie or TV. Okay. So Dirty Dancing won the Oscar, but it didn't win the Grammy. Got it. Who did? Hmm. Was it somewhere out there? Was it who's that girl? Was it nothing's gonna stop us now? Or was it the moonlighting theme? Wow. These were all songs nominated with the dirty dancing song. Right. So which who beat him out for the Grammy? They won the Oscar. Who beat him out for the Grammy? Those Grammys. Well, do you want me to go first, or do you want to go first? Uh, it's up to you. I, I already know what I'm going to guess. All right. You can go first. So you're going to copy me no matter what. I'll go first if you want. You go first. Theme from Moonlighting. All right, John. Or Mike says theme from Moonlighting. Right. John? Well, now I have to decide <laughs> if I'm going to say what I was going to say, or am I going to copy? Because I wasn't going to say Moonlighting, but... I'm going to go, go, go for the win. I'm going for the win. Uh, oh. John goes for the win. That's go for the win. Mike and John go for yeah. the win. All right, John. I think it's Who's That Girl? All right. Who's That Girl? Well, you guys spent a lot of time getting it wrong. the wrong answers. <laughs> <laughs> it was nothing going to uh, stop us now, isn't it? It is from American Tale, somewhere out there. Oh. Won the Grammy. How does that one go? I don't even remember that. Somewhere out there? Who, do, who don't sang ask it? You, don't ask you to sing that one. Who, who, sang, who was the original artist? I don't know. It was from American Tale, somewhere American out Tale, there. Somewhere out there. So, sorry about that. Yeah, All I right. Do. So you guys got the true and false question right. Linda Ronstadt and James Ingram. Yeah. Linda Ronstadt and James Ingram. Now I remember that. There you go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> now I you hate, remember. I hate it. No, you don't. I called it up on. No, now that you. No, now that I see yeah, that, I was yeah. like, I remember playing it okay. and going, "Oh, I hate." As a jock, you know, you had yeah. certain songs that you right. had to play, and you're like, "Oh God, come on." <laughs> Sleeping like, through this. Really? Again? Yeah. 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 All right. 
Hey, uh, I guess we're on to the tiebreaker. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Here All we right. go. Here we go. This All is tiebreaker right. on dirt. Uh, so the vehicle that Joe Dirt was driving yeah. was a 69 Dodge Daytona. Damn right it yeah, was. It was. And uh, it's a 69 Dodge Daytona. That was a limited number of cars made. Uh, what was the limit? <laughs> wow. On the Dodge Daytona from On, on his particular model. Yeah, his yeah. particular model of the Dodge Daytona was a limited edition. Uh, how many were made? What's and our range? choices are anywhere between 250 and 5,000. Oh. Thought I'd give you a nice tight range. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say... Uh, well, who's going to go first? John uh, won last week. Oh, he did? Yeah. He did. <laughs> yeah. All right, what was the range again between 250 and 5,000? That is correct. All right, and it was a Dodge Daytona from 1969. A 1969 Dodge Daytona was a limited edition vehicle. The car itself was a replica of that, but that's what it was based off of. Gotcha. All right, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? John won. Well, you won, so I guess you you got the two. I'm going to say... Three thousand five hundred. All right. I was going to say three thousand five hundred. So Mike, you got to go under or over. I go three thousand and two. Three thousand and two. Why would you leave a little gap? There yeah. Why wouldn't you go thirty-four forty-nine? Because he wants to make my life miserable. That's why. Because it's somewhere in between. Now he's going to do the math. <laughs> he's like, I've known him long enough. Yeah. You know, we just spoke with a math teacher and he talked about this. <laughs> now you got to figure out the average and where is it I, that closer? Who's closer? Uh, all right. Mike is actually the winner. Uh, it was 503. 503, so they, wow. That 503 of those. Oh, really? And they oh. never make a round number on those things. Isn't right. that weird? Cause they, well, when they, because, you know, you got to have one for the president. Right. You know, exactly. The company, yeah. and, and you one know. for the guy who designed it or something, or his ex-wife. Yeah, and then, you know, and one for Henry Ford, one for Lexi <laughs> <Lexi's laughs> Museum, so. <laughs> ex-wife needed a cop, <laughs> so we, we gave her a Daytona. Yeah, build another one for her. <laughs> Don't worry about the brakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the brakes are optional that's on that one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't need a muffler. <laughs> <laughs> Safety glass, whatever. <laughs> Doesn't have seat belts. <laughs> she gets in there just rope. What is this? <laughs> Doesn't have windows that work. <laughs> so, there you, so there you go. All right. That was, by uh, AC DC. episode of Law and Order. We yeah, learned a I little see. bit about dirt today. See, well, <laughs> I that's very so. interesting. I dirt in my dungarees. All right. Marino wins. All right. Yeah. Uncle Bill has always a lot of fun, he's my friend. He is the king of dirt. He is the, is the he's, he's a dirty Marino. Yeah, he is. Not a dirty boy. <laughs> dirty. You know, ladies like the dirty boys better. <laughs> Bad and dirty. You know, the kind who doesn't wash his pillowcase every two months. <laughs> the ladies love that. You know what? I'd go without a pillowcase. That's how dirty I am. Uh, <laughs> sleeping at the Y on a cot? <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> In the garage on the floor. All right, Uncle Bill. Have a great week. We'll do it again next Tuesday. All right, sounds good, all guys. Right. Take See, care. You too. All right, our uh, our lesson from Uncle Bill. Yes, today. quite quite a lesson. That, that was fun. Speaking of lesson, how about our two cent history lesson? Well, before we get to that, we printed this up on my home printer, which I wish I would have gotten you. A new one you from. can print it here on our Gigo printer. Don't tell my wife that. Yeah. Okay. We have a Giggle printer. Yes, and, of course, Dan's uh, from Dan's PC Solutions, he recommended this printer for us. And it's worked out excellently. Dan's PC Solutions, a local veteran-owned computer shop run by Dan and Amber McMillan, husband-wife team, they provide, uh, have been providing IT. It's like McMillan and White. They kind of are. Uh, That's an old reference. Uh, IT and computer services and support for residents and small businesses in Livingston County for more than 10 years. You get personal, friendly service. I can attest to that. Uh, also, they provide IT support for small businesses. If you don't have an in-house IT, and most small businesses do not, they can be that for you as well. They provide support for your average home user as well. And if you're uh, looking for a new PC, uh, you have no clue what to get, You know, we buy these PCs for different purposes. They can kind of guide you in the right direction as to what's going to suit your purposes best. Dance PC Solutions there to help stop in and see Dan and Amber. They're located in the uh, former Livingston County Airport building, Grand River in Howell. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 to 3. Give them a call, 517-579-0975 or online, danspcsolutions.com. In the PC world, they go by Damber. 
I don't know. <laughs> no, name. they don't. I'm Maybe they don't. And, and they've got a beautiful Shih Tzu named yeah. Ziggy. Yeah. All right. All right. Two cent history lesson today. Moving on. May 24th. It's International Women's Day for Peace and Disarmament. Okay. It's National Escargot Day. Yeah. And World Schizophrenia Day. 1830 on this day. 1830. Mary had a little lamb. Yes, she's written. Oh. Mary had a little lamb. This fleece was white as snow. You know what Mary did well, with the lamb. Yes, I, Everywhere the lamb went, well, Mary would go. I prefer the Andrew, you know, Dice, Andrew Clay. Dice Clay version. <laughs> Mary had a little lamb. Okay. Do you remember the punchline? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, or, or I mean, Little Miss Muffet. Yes, we remember that too. Sat up. And Little Boy Blue. 1844. Okay. Samuel F.B. Morse. Yes. Sent the first Morse code telegraph message. From Washington, D.C. to Baltimore, Maryland. Those were enactments. Very good. And, <laughs> yeah, the computer was like, yes, I remember that. Do you Wasn't know what the F.B. stood for? Uh, it was not Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Samuel Facebook Morse. That's where sure. they got it from. Yeah. You don't think I, so? I don't remember. I don't either. Didn't he say, wasn't it something like, what hath God wrought? Isn't that what he said in his first message? Something like that. Yeah, it was something like, what hath God he, It could have meant anything. Like, where's yeah. the fish? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't know Morse code. I still, well, I remember I had the little walkie-talkie that had the thing on the back. And you'd be like, boop, typo. Yeah. See, that would be me. <laughs> What is he asking? Right. Then, be like, then, the, then your friend and the other would be like, just say it. God, we have walking talkies. No, it takes to, you know, to, to learn that yeah. Morse code. Yeah. It was on this day in 1899. The first auto repair shop opened in Boston. Somebody needed to fix the cars. Yeah. You know who we recommend, don't we? Well, you know Murphy's what? Family Auto. They could have been in Boston with a name like Murphy. Ah, huh? oh, the Murphys. Ah, oh, the Murphys. Ah, oh, go see Murph. <laughs> Murphy's Family Auto. Schedule an appointment <laughs> today. Their 517-552-3040. They're open Saturdays 8 to 1, by the way. And they're not in Boston. And if you say right Mike here. and John sent you, you save 5% off your bill. That's Murphy's Family Auto. Your car knows. Murphy'sFamilyAuto.com. 1921. The first loaf of Wonder Bread was made. Hmm. Still out there. And they finally started slicing the bread. Yeah. Until then, we didn't know what to do. We just picked the loaf. <laughs> we had subs. <laughs> they were not the first to make pickle loaf. Oh, God. The first commercial computer company in 1947 was formed. By? Dan and Amber. No, I'm just kidding. It was by uh, J. Esper Eckert and John W. Machi, Machley. Oh, okay. Muckley. Wow, that's Muckley. They really. It was Eckert and Muckley. I need an Eckert and Muckley. Uh, Twenty one hundred, please. Yeah. Nineteen forty seven. On this day in nineteen eighty, Genesis fans were turning up at the Roxy Club box office in L.A. to see Genesis. Well, yeah. When they went to buy their tickets, uh oh. Phil Collins, Tony Banks, and Mike Rutherford were selling the tickets. Oh, that's wacky. They're selling the tickets it's themselves. Wacky they that were is. Out the middleman. Did anyone know who they there were? There were no surcharges. <laughs> Did anyone even know? I don't know. It wasn't. It's funny. not like they're very recognizable. Well, I mean, Phil Collins is now, but in 1980. Yeah. I mean, if you if you were a Genesis fan, I guess you might. You know, might. But, well, you would be at the Roxy. You'd be like, right, who's this bald guy selling tickets? Well, no, then he had hair. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. Well, but it was received. Long hair. Yeah. 1995, 1980, Phil Collins had hair. Yeah, he had long hair. He had hair, but it was already receding. Well, it was probably receding, but it wasn't. uh, (laughs) The things that that we get uh, sidetracked on. (laughs) Phil Collins, 1980. Yeah. Take a look. Yeah, he had hair. But you can see there was that little frontal lobe here when the rest of it's retreating. It was like continental drift. Right, and then it was a mullet. (laughs) (laughs) He had like a front mullet, though. That's the... It was yeah. almost like Eddie Munster when it came to a point. It kind of had like a cow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, moving on. 1995, Hollywood madam Heidi Fleiss. Boy, there's a name we haven't heard since, well, 1995. <laughs> uh, was sentenced to three years in prison and fined $1,500 for running a call girl ring. What? That catered to the rich and famous. No. I think, wasn't Charlie Sheen like her biggest? Uh, uh Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest client. Uh, bring them Charlie's days. Yes. Well, it was Charlie's Angels from Heidi Fleiss. 
The Spice Girls in 1997 went to number one on the U.S. album chart with Spice. Oh, tell me what you want. What you really, really yeah. want. I'll tell you what I want, Remember buddy. those days? Yeah. Making them the third, only the third all-girl group to do so after the Supremes and the Go-Go's. Hmm. Going to number one. And as the Spice Girls were topping the charts with Spice, Hanson started the three-week run at number one with their single, Mbop. Mbop. No. We probably have to pay some royalty now. Uh, we don't have much. <laughs> we don't have anything. <laughs> That's our two cent history lesson yeah. for today. We leave you with Mbop. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> so, well, it's uh, quite a show. We 1997. Yeah. yeah. That was it. That's your two cent history lesson. Okay. I think we're done. God, hey, if you don't have any Mike and John so. merch yet, now's the time to get your t shirts, v necks, maybe a sweatshirt for those bonfires. About that? Uh, bonfires? No, bond. Oh, bonfires. Bonfires. Got you know, you're having a bonfire, you and the so friends. A lot of having a little wine, wearing your Mike and John got it going on sweatshirt, talking about how, how swift and quickly you got it. This Vino would of, be Kino. With a Mike and John got it going on shirt. Yeah, it yeah, would. Yeah. We have other gear, too. Maybe like a, uh, a tumbler, a coffee mug. Not just any coffee mug. It's a large enough cup well, yeah. to put a couple glasses of wine in. Or coffee. <laughs> John puts all different kinds of things in his coffee. Call Spirit of Livingston today, 545-8831, or go online, spiritoflivingston.com. Or if you want to order from the Mike and John page, you can do that too. Look yep. for merch. That's not a guy merch. It's merchandise. Just our short, cool version. All right. Our video people, hang on. Post-show content. Sorry, I'm talking over Kitty and Cougar. They don't like that. No. Sorry. I'm very respectful. Sorry, I know it is not. Have you washed your pillowcase, guys? You should.